All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, January 22nd of 2024 here. Looking ahead, we have a seven-game NBA main slate followed by a six-game NHL main slate. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I am one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you also get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, we're going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, small announcement before we get started today. So we are only having Office Hours two days this week. We are having it today, Monday. And on Tuesday, I, as well as Jordan, are going to be out for the latter half of the week here. So if you guys have questions, uh, Monday and Tuesday are the days to get them answered. And then for any other questions, you can just post them in the Discord. The team will be around to help you guys out. But we will not have an office hours show Wednesday through Friday this week, returning following Monday, guys. Just wanted to let everybody know about that. I'll be able to mention it again tomorrow. Okay. So looks like we had a couple questions roll in here over the weekend what day is the 20th was saturday all right uh question from henry first one that rolled in henry said how should you adjust your approach to contest sims between two different single entries one with 10k entries and one with 1k entries let's assume entry fee is the same uh you could just set up two different contest sims. I mean, it's, you know, that's that's probably like the easiest option here. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to review using multiple contest sims uh, to fill your entries. So I have a file here. So say that, you know, I'm playing a number of single entries, right? So I'm going to set up two contest sims. And let's just imagine that they're they're different, right? So set up two contest sims run some lineups oh we'll just run 500 to save some time here and then we're gonna let the lineups load so this would be like the format for filling your lineups from multiple contest sims uh regardless of how you want to do it so okay so we get to the post build so what i'm going to do here is i'm going to set this up where i want one lineup okay so then you know, I would I would run my contest sim, or I would I would run both of them, right? So I go to my contest sims, check check, bing bing boom, hit run, and then after this runs, contest sim info will populate down here on the bottom as your summary stats. Just waiting for it to finish. Come on, contest him. You can do it. Boom. There it is. All right. So I have my elbow shot and I have my daily dollar, right? So then from here, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go do the elbow shot, sort by risk adjusted ROI, have my one lineup. I'm good with it. I go to save. Now I only check. I think we did the elbow shot. I only check the elbow shot. I save that one lineup. You see the source changes here to build one. It gives it time. And then I'm going to go 
I could trash this lineup by right-clicking on my lineups using trash all. That way it doesn't get duplicated here. Boom, lineup goes to the trash. I go sort by the next contest. And then I get the highest AROI lineup that wasn't already used for this one. And then I go back to save. And then I go to the next contest. And then I save that one. And then, you know, I can continue doing that for as many contest sims as I want. But if you have two different contests, two different single entries, uh, and, you know, they're different and you want to treat them differently, the best way is to just set up a contest sim for both of them and then follow this format. So that is what I would recommend. All right. Next question here. Question says, I want to create an NHL showdown rule that says captain with at least one player from the same even strength line. Also want a rule to make sure I have at least three man stack that is either same line or same power play. How do I do that? Okay. It looks like my man Sean jumped in here, said groups. If at least one captain, then add the skaters from the same line in the other box. Uh, okay. And then Henry said, okay, that was going to be pretty hard to adjust when lines change at the last minute. Other tools make it automatic is there a way to select all to add to those manual groups without clicking each one player by player okay so i understand where the question lies so let's go over here so the biggest problem here at the moment is that DraftKings assigns captain or flex to the players as opposed to like position you know the, the line stuff is still here so we have automatic rules you could use so you could say, you know, if at least one, and then you could say, um, I don't know, captain, group by team, possibly. It's like if one team captain, then use at least, you know, two or three, we'll say two to get three total on the same team. And then you can add a requirement. And then you could say, these players must be on the same EV line. So, so how I would write this is a rule where the captain with at least one player from the same even strength line. Okay. So if at least one, we're grouping by team here. So we're doing, you know, Pittsburgh and Arizona. So captain, and then we'll say EV is, I don't know, one then use at least one on the same team in the flex where EV line is also one. And you might have to write a rule for each line, but essentially this is how it would look. So group automatic, if at least one group by team captain whose EV line is one, then use at least one player on the same team in the flex whose EV line is also one. So this essentially would solve that first rule that you asked about. And you would just need to create one for each line. And then the good thing is that this is an automatic rule. So if lines update, the players within the group will also update. Okay. So then rule two was one rule to make sure I have at least three man stack. That is either same line or same power play. How do I do that? Um, that one, I would probably just use a stacking rule. So make sure you save this rule here. And then for the second one, stack at least three. You can leave captain and flex together. And then I would just say must be on the same. 
I could say even strength or power play line because that is what you said. And then you could even control the lines. So this rule here would give you that three stack. And then the other rule would give you that if then option that you were talking about. So those are the two ways to write the rules that you were asking about. Um, Rack Tracker asked a question about Winner Circle that I don't have the answer to. Uh, so I am getting an update on that and we'll provide it in the Discord. All right. Question here from Henry. Question says, what is the best way to restrict players per team in NBA and should I do it when creating my lineup pool or after running contest sims? Uh, so I would definitely do this before running your lineups. And you can do it with a automatic group rule. So the way that would look would be go into your settings, go to lineup rules, effectively like this. So it's a group automatic rule. Use no more than X group by team, and then you're all set, right? So that is how you would restrict the players per team in your NBA lineups. And I would recommend doing this before running your lineups or building the rule and then using the real rebuild lineups option, which will then honor this rule that you've now written. Okay. Next question here. Is there a way to download the CSV for your entire late swap pool, similar to how you can download the CSV to your original lineup pool? So for late swap, there is not a way to do that at the moment. Uh, that is just functionality that hasn't been built out yet and hasn't made its way into the app, but it is something that we do want to do in the future here, and it is on the list of improvements for future updates here. Okay, question here from Black Mamba. Question says, hey, Andrew, by chance, can you go over the process of utilizing contest sims for NBA cash games versus GPP contests? Uh, sure. So the easiest way to do this is to make sure that you have the right contest information. So if there is, you know, a thousand people in this contest, make sure it's a thousand. The tricky part is going to be the percent deferred and the percent entries paid. So you're just going to have to like literally use the payout structure and probably manually calculate it. So, you know, if, you know, first place is, you know, double your money, uh, like say it's a thousand dollar, I'm sorry, say it's a, say it's a $1, 1000 person contest, say the rake's like 10%. Uh, I don't even know what the payout structures look like, but you know, what is two divided by 900? It'd be like two-ish, uh, 0.02% to first. And then you would just like calculate the percent to first. You would calculate the percent entries paid. So if, you know, 450 out of 900 people get paid, then it's 50%. So like the, really the important part is getting the math right. Okay. That way the ROIs can be assigned appropriately. So do the math here, figure out, you know, what the percent to first is, what the percent entries paid is. And then the other part where this gets like kind of tricky is that the ownership is probably going to be very different in a cash game than it is going to be in a GPP. So all of our field lineups, these are all, you know, tournament style ownerships, right? We don't have cash game ownership. So if you wanted here, 
what I would recommend is that if you have some type of understanding of how ownership is going to shake out in these cash games, then what I would do is I would follow um, the, I would, I would basically build a custom field and you can learn how to do that in this video here. Um, where is it? No, it's in the contest sim playlist. Understanding contest sims, uh, using custom ownership with contest sims. This will give you the best ability to build your own custom field for your cash game ownership. And I just dropped that in the chat. So uh, get the math right. Probably build a custom field because all of our ownerships are representative of GPPs and will be up, you know, not as in alignment with cash game ownership. Okay. So those are my thoughts there. Okay. Um, question here from Michael, a little bit of a long one. We'll work through it. Question says, how should I be thinking of the ROI and risk adjusted ROI figures this weekend? I had an NFL team that had done very well in the Saturday games. When I did a late swap build on Sunday morning, the optimal late build showed a risk adjusted ROI of over 8,000. However, the particular contest pays a max of 45 X to first place. So by my math, the highest possible ROI is 4,500%. Even if first place were guaranteed, I populated the contest sim automatically from the dropdown list. So feel comfortable. I didn't mess it up. And then part two. Some other DFS sim sites message that ROI figures should be thought of in relative terms to compare one lineup to another rather than as the actual ROI one would expect if the contest plays out many times. Is that how I should view Saber Sim's ROI and risk-adjusted ROI percentages too? Some of the ROI figures I see on Saber Sim feel too high and the 8,000 feels like a mistake of some kind. Okay, so... Good question here. Um, really, it comes down to, so let, let's just go back to these lineups here and we ran these. So you can see the two figures here, right? You can see SIM ROI and you can see risk adjusted ROI, okay? So when you come into your contest SIMs and you look at the different options, ROI comes directly from the contest SIM, win rate comes directly from the contest SIM, cash rate comes directly from the contest SIM, ROI standard deviation comes from the contest sim. And then the dupes uh, also comes from looking at if your lineup uh, is in the field lineups that you're simulating against, okay? So risk-adjusted ROI looks at all of those other metrics and then provides a score. So you should not equate the risk-adjusted ROI percentage to the actual dollars returned what you should equate is the SIM ROI number as the actual money returned. And you can see this better probably in contest flashback. So like if we were to go back to yesterday, right? I go back to yesterday's five game main slate here. And then we'll just like go and pull up a contest. So I pull up the flagship from yesterday, right? So here, I can see that Fanley, the, the person who won here, right, they had an actual ROI 
of 277,000%. So like, this is like, Hey, this is how much money you got in return for the entry fee to your contest. Right. So they probably, uh, they had this $18 and then they turned it into 50,000. Okay. So, um, I don't even know what the math looks like there. So let's see if we could do it. Uh, 50,000 divided by 18. So when you do, when you do 50,000 divided by 18, you get 2,777.77. So then in the, in the, in the ROI here, you know, this, this gets moved over two decimal places. So then this 2000 becomes 277,000, right? Because we're showing it as a percentage, not a whole number. So then that's how this actual ROI makes sense. You know, the SIM risk adjusted ROI is, is the omega ratio of the lineup, which is looking at how often the lineup wins and how much it wins versus how often the lineup loses and how much it loses. It's giving it that risk adjusted score. So because the, the calculation is adjusting for risk, it's not actually showing you the true ROI of the lineup. Now the SIM ROI is going to show you that value, which is like the same as this actual ROI that we're seeing here in contest flashback. So when you're looking at that and you're trying to determine, Hey, how much money can I expect this lineup to return? Look at the SIM ROI number, because that is going to be the number that you actually, that will actually make sense mathematically to you. Okay. So good question there. Uh, a lot going on here. Uh, some back and forth might have to catch up with it and provide a response in the discord afterwards. So I'll, I'll take a look at that. Uh, but we do have a question here from Teddy. Teddy said, Hey man, when reviewing post late contests, what is the app trying to tell me when my positive SIM ROI teams were all negative and vice versa? I've been tracking everything on the side, but I'm missing this particular context. Thanks. Okay. So there, there is a big difference between what happens pre-slate and what happens post-slate. Okay. So what happens pre-slate is that, you know, we have 10,000 field lineups for each bucket. And those are our projected field lineups. What we believe the field is going to be playing which which we think, you know, represents the field based on the different bucket that you're using, whether it's low stakes, medium stakes, high stakes, you know, the size of the contest, etc. So when we get into contest flashback after the slate is done, what we're doing is we're using all of the actual lineups in the contest, regardless of the size. So if you're playing a, you know, 30,000 entry contest, well, hey, now we're using all 30,000 entries, right? So like, say you're playing the quarter jukebox, there's 19,000. Well, we're simming it as if there's only 10,000 and we're not using the actual lineups, right? We're using the projected. So what you see in contest flashback is really going to be the most, you know, uh, trustworthy numbers as to how your lineups actually grade out sim ROI wise. So when you, when you come in here and then you see that, Hey, you know, um, my, I, I have a negative sim ROI. Well then, you know, I would probably be like a little bit concerned about that. Right. So like one thing that I'll do is come in here, you know, sort by maxers, see who had the highest sim ROI here. And then, um, you know, I could, go and like, look at their portfolios. I could look at my own portfolio and see like how I did. Right. So like I was in this contest and like, I'm right here 
and I had like a pretty good sim ROI, but then I would come in here and be like, okay, you know, there are people with much higher portfolios than me, you know, what am I doing differently? Right. And one thing that I've noticed about my own game is that I tend to play a little bit lower projected uh, lineups here than some of these other players. Right. So like, that's one thing that like really stands out to me. So like here, like I have a lot of unique lineups. I have 18. A lot of these guys have lower. I have zero average dupes. So like me, I, it looks like I'm trading a little bit of projected score for some uniqueness right now. If I were to trade back, you know, uh, will that help my similar wise? Well, for some of these people, it looks like it helps them, right? The, they're playing higher projected, like higher sim average scores. Um, you know, these guys saw a pretty low number of dupes, but some of them, you know, have less. So it's just like a trade-off. And like, those are the kinds of things that you're trying to think about here. But really, if, if you're grading out with like a negative sim ROI, I would come in here and look at, Hey, how do my portfolio of lineups differ from some of the people who's, who are doing better than me? And then I would look for some signal there as to maybe some things that I can personally change. All right. Next question here from Ryan said, Hey, Andrew, can you go over the benefits of the ultimate plan? If you're currently on the pro plan. Okay. Great question. So on the pro plan, you already have access to 5,000 lineups. That's great. That is the max number of lineups that you can build. The biggest difference in the upgrade is the access to contest Sims. Okay. So uh, you get the con pre-slate contest Sims, you get the live data, you get all of the live Sims uh, and you get to use that in your late swaps. And then, from there, right, uh, what what I like to say are the biggest differences here is that when you're using Sabre score, so so Sabre score is the 80-20 of contest sims. And the reason it's the 80-20 is because it captures a lot of contests all at once. So when you go to your Sabre score here, you're going to see there's, hey, there's small slate, 100 to 1K entries, small slate, 1K to 10K. So we're making a lot more assumptions in grouping contests together into these different Sabre score buckets, as opposed to being super, super specific with the contest sims where you can put in the exact context, contest size, the exact percent to first, the exact percent entries paid and get values that represent that contest specifically. So Sabre score was built using contest sims, okay? But we just make a lot more assumptions, so it's a little bit more general. Now, what I like to say with the subscription levels here is that, hey, you know, if your bankroll justifies being on pro plan, stay on pro. You know, look at look at these as like a stepping stones, as a ladder, right? Start on the lowest one, build up your bankroll, build up a good winning process. When you feel comfortable, when you have the bankroll to justify the next level, boom, move up. And then boom, move up again, right? So uh, it's it's about creating a winning process at each step and slowly climbing the ladder to the ultimate plan is what I suggest. So if if you feel comfortable in the pro, hey, stay on pro, you know, work on your process, hone it in. If you think that, hey, you know, I can afford ultimate, it makes sense with the amount of volume that I'm playing, uh, then hey, you know, make the jump, right? So the the obviously like our best tools are on ultimate. The contest sims are as specific as you can possibly get. When it comes to running these contest sims and getting, you know, figures in return there, but it all really depends. We have winners across all levels, guys, and it just comes down to, you know, contest selection, bankroll management, uh, what type of contest you're playing, right? So those are my uh, thoughts on the different subscription levels.
All right. Uh, we are all caught up with questions in the Discord here. No questions in the live YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in. I will be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, once again, I mentioned it in the beginning, want to mention it again here. We are only having office hours Monday and Tuesday of this week. We will not have office hours Wednesday through Friday. So unfortunately, tomorrow will be our last show of the week here. So if you guys have questions, get them in now and I will get them all answered for you tomorrow before I get out of here. So until tomorrow, everybody take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.